Welcome to this message from City Bible Church in Portland, Oregon. City Bible Church is a vibrant community of people with one common desire to experience God, enjoy people, and celebrate life. What you have in your hand is a prayer card that covers 21 days. If you would start tomorrow, Monday, with your prayer and your fasting, and you would follow this card for 21 days. Each day has a list of scriptures that you can read and pray over that have to do with agreement. And so the whole church together, as one, will read, pray, and declare, and proclaim, and unite our hearts around this prayer card, and of course, many other prayers that will be prayed by you personally and as, as a church on every weekend as we go through our time of prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting is made easier when we do it together, when everyone is on the same page, when we're all sacrificing toward one goal. What level you fast, if you're under any kind of medications or physical problems, check with your doctor because fasting can be a problem, so you need to make sure you do it with wisdom. For those who have never fasted before, you need to just read up on it a little bit. A lot of liquids, a lot of uh, cleansing of the body, getting the toxins out of you might cause you a little bit of problems to begin with, with like a headache or something like that. Uh, But that's okay. You'll get through that. This is not a full fast. A full fast would be water only. This is a partial fast. A Daniel fast is a partial fast. Some of you might decide to do three days full and then the rest of it, Daniel. Some of you might just do one meal a day. Some of you might do the entire 21-day Daniel fast as it's written. Some of you will combine things. That's up to you. Uh, The fasting, how you do it, is between you and your personal commitment to God and how you understand what you should do. I would like everyone to do something. I'd like everyone to sacrifice some meal, some time during the 21 days. I'd like everyone to think about the Daniel Daniel fast. We have hundreds of people that could be involved with it already, and I think it really does create a spirit of faith and a spirit of synergy as we all move together and we focus together in our prayer and our fasting. Knowing that hundreds of people are doing the same thing you're doing will build your faith and will give you the energy and the stamina to go through what you need to go through. The Bible has a lot to say about prayer and a lot to say about fasting. Fasting intensifies prayer. Fasting concentrates and focuses prayer in areas where maybe you haven't focused before. Fasting is a sacrificial way of saying to God that I will go without something that makes me feel good, such as food and those things that make my flesh feel good. I will sacrifice those things to give myself sacrificially to more prayer and seeking of your faith. Fasting is a way to say I'm serious about my prayers. I'm serious about my circumstance. I'm serious about needing God to move in my life. When you go through the Bible, you'll find fasting from the book of Genesis to the book of Revelation. Every book of the Bible, there's some form or mention of fasting. Why? Because it's something that God honors. And when you're serious about your life, you're serious about your marriage, you're serious about your children, you're serious about your future, you're serious about decisions that's going to be made this year, what better way to position yourself than to pray and add fasting to it, an intensifying of your prayers. Fasting is a way that allows the Holy Spirit to move into your spirit 
without having the hindrance of the body hindering you because of the food uh, that you intake sometimes makes you sluggish, makes your mind not as sharp. It uh, takes a lot of your time. And so you have a lot of stuff that's going in, but it's really not helping you physically or it's not really helping you spiritually. You just go through life. And so when we fast, you'll find out that you'll have a sharper mind. You'll have a more intensified prayer life. Your Holy Spirit in you, the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit in you, will begin to grab onto things and pray more. And the more you read the Word, that's why you have the prayer card. If you read the Word, morning, noon, and night, things will change for you. In order to have a good fast, something has to change in your lifestyle. You can't do everything the same way you did it last week, last year. You have to change for 21 days, which means maybe you turn off the television except for certain shows or news. Maybe you don't play as many games. Maybe you don't go and do as much entertainment. Maybe uh, you don't go out to eat as much. Maybe, maybe, maybe. There's all kinds of things you could tune in and sacrifice or discipline your life to simply say, for 21 days, I'm going to read through the book of the Bible. Maybe you read Proverbs 31 times over the next month. That would be a great goal. Maybe you read the Psalms 10 times. You can do that if you would read the Bible morning, noon, and night. Maybe you would make a goal so that you would consume so much of the Word of God before you go to bed at night. Remember, your brain replays everything you load into it in that 24-hour period when you go to sleep. That's why you have such weird dreams sometimes and funny thoughts because there's all kinds of information into that subconscious being processed even though your body goes to sleep. Your mind does not go to sleep. Your spirit does not go to sleep. They're processing all this information that has come in. If you read the Word of God in... Uh, great portions and meditate on them before you go to sleep at night. Even 15 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour would be awesome. But if you read the Word of God before you go to sleep at night and you meditate on those scriptures, your dreams will change, your sleep will change. You'll find yourself getting up a little bit more energized. You'll find yourself thinking thoughts about God in the Bible you haven't had in a while. You'll find your spirit being fed and grow, and you'll actually start desiring to read more of the Bible. You'll start desiring to spend more time in prayer. You'll start desiring to have a little bit of a quiet time where you can shut the door somewhere and just listen to the voice of the Lord and allow yourself to soak in the presence of Jesus. I'm calling the church to 21 days of a focused fast, a focused time where you would change lifestyle in order to move into this new realm of prayer that we all need. Why? Because I believe that 2010 is a serious year. I believe that our nation is in a serious place. I believe the church in the United States of America is in a serious place. I believe that all the mixed religions and all the stuff going on in the moral realm of our nation is a serious thing. I believe all the laws that are changing is a serious thing. I believe all the divorces that are happening and the rate that they're climbing is a serious thing. I believe all the child abuse is a serious thing. I believe all that's going wrong in our world is a serious thing. It's time for the church to call on the name of the Lord. Come on. It's time for us to call on the name of the Lord in a serious way. And this will be the best time. You probably won't fast like this other times in the year if you don't do it together with the church. But when the church does it, 
Something happens in the synergy of faith, in the synergy of sacrifice. As we unite together, something lifts us up so that we actually have the ability, the capacity to move into a great time of prayer and a great time of fasting and actually enjoy it because we were meant to pray more. We were meant to fast. We were meant to be people that know how to wait on the Lord. That's what's inside of you. And when you tap it, things begin to change. Everyone say the word agreement. Come on, shout it at me. One more time. Okay, agreement praying looks like this. The prayer of agreement releases something that is special and specific in the invisible realm that touches the visible realm. What I'm believing for, according to what I've studied in the scriptures, I can expect that God would release something in the supernatural realm, the invisible realm of the kingdom of God, that would actually touch down in the visible realm of people's lives. I understand that miracles are just about right here. I understand that in the invisible realm, in the kingdom of God, there is no limitation. I understand in the kingdom realm, there is no power problem. I understand in the kingdom realm that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I understand in the kingdom realm that the Lord Jesus Christ has given us the power to rebuke the devils, cast out demons, pray for the sick, and believe for miracles because we are the people of God. We just need to bring some of that kingdom power down and touch our lives and touch our world around us. And one way to do that is through prayer and fasting that lifts my vision, intensifies my faith, allows me to expect miracles to happen, begin to pray for it and look for it, and God moves in and things begin to happen. Can I hear a big hallelujah? Hallelujah. We are expecting the invisible realm to touch the visible. Agreement with God is agreement prayer that forms a partnership. And this is what you will be doing when we start agreeing together. We form a partnership with God that employs the prayer of faith. That's how we're going to pray. As we open new doors, there's not a person listening to me that doesn't need some new doors open in their life, relationally, financially, in every other way. New doors that would open in your world. There's also people that are listening to my voice that need to shut some old doors. Things that have increased baggage coming into your life. You need to shut the door. You need to finally shut the door, put the lock in, and turn it, and leave it behind you. When you pray and fast, the Holy Spirit will begin to bring up things that you need to leave behind. He'll begin to show you where you haven't forgiven or where you were hurt and you've never let it go. Or you have some kind of a dysfunctionality in your thinking that you've never corrected and you know that that anger is wrong or that lust is wrong or that twisted thought is wrong or whatever it might be. You don't have to feel guilty when the Holy Spirit brings things up. You need to submit it to the Holy Spirit and allow the Holy Spirit to cleanse you and to let go of it. You are a spirit, soul, body person, triune. You're not just body. What you see is not what you are. It's what's inside of you that's what you are. What's inside of you is very important. Your spirit, your soul, your mind, will, and emotions, that invisible part of you is what makes your personality. It's what makes you make the right decisions. It's what makes you have fulfillment and destiny. What's inside of you is so vital to the kingdom of God that the Holy Spirit is an invisible force that comes inside of you and begins to change your inner world that you would become the kind of person that would walk in the ways of God. You cannot walk in the ways of God if you're not in agreement with God. Two cannot walk together unless 
they are in agreement. You would know right now if you are out of agreement with God. If you are in a discord, a disagreement, if you're in a place where you're not really pleasing the Lord, walking with the Lord, doing what the Lord wants, you would know that. If you're at a place where you know that God's thoughts, feelings, passions are not in you, you're not in agreement with them. You're not walking with God. Prayer and fasting is a time for you to correct that. To come back into a place where you align your life to God. There are people listening to me that are maybe on your journey to becoming a believer, but you don't know what it means. Or you're a prodigal, you're away from God, away from the church, and you know it, but you're happy to come once in a while. But the Holy Spirit is after you this year. The Holy Spirit has aligned you to be touched and to be changed this year. He wants you to come into agreement with God. Something changes when that happens. Forming a partnership with God that employs the prayer of faith as we open new doors, shut old doors, and release supernatural power through powerful intercession. Agreement prayer mixed with fasting. Agreement as a church is a powerful force. In the kingdom of God, 21 days of our church having agreement is a powerful thing. Praying with united prayers, harmonizing, believing, expecting, something begins to happen. Matthew 18, verse 19. Here's a great agreement verse. I'm going to read to you out of the Weist translation. Again, assuredly, I'm saying to you, if two of you upon the earth are in agreement... Concerning every matter of which they ask that something be given, it shall become theirs. From the presence of my Father who is in heaven. Matthew eighteen nineteen in the message translation says, when two of you get together on anything at all on earth and you make a prayer, my Father goes into action when that prayer is prayed. Could it be that we will see more action of the Father and the kingdom of God and the Holy Spirit because of agreement that right now is not happening? When was the last time you actually agreed in prayer with any one person? When was the last time you actually had a prayer time with more than one person agreeing on specific items that you were warring together, standing together, believing and expecting God to do, and through the prayer of agreement, you pressed through until the answer was received? The enemy knows how powerful agreement is. That's why he keeps people apart. That's why in our American culture, isolationism, privacy... The Lone Ranger mentality is huge in our nation. People don't want to open their life up. People don't want to be together. People don't want to have anybody to know their needs. People don't want to talk about it. But that is not the way of the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is a place of transparency. It's a place where people open up. It's a place where we partner with other people. We lay our life out and we ask for agreement prayer that we can believe God and expect God to answer our prayer. What kind of prayers would you pray? If you knew that if you could agree with someone, something would happen. Agreement is synergy. The working together of two things. To produce an effect greater than the sum of their individual parts. Advantageous agreement is what I call it. 
advantageous agreement that results in a greater outcome. The working together of two things to produce an effect greater than the sum of any one individual. If one person can see prayer move the hand of God, Deuteronomy says two can put 10,000 to flight. If you do kingdom math and you understand the power that comes with agreement, the synergy that is released in agreement, it would seem to me that God has always asked her a certain amount of people to come together that they can agree together and produce that atmosphere that God can move in. The Tower of Babel is a opposite of this, but it's the principle of unity. God said when they were together and they had one mind to work, he said they would be able to accomplish anything they wanted. He had to go down and disrupt what they were doing at Babel because what they were building was wrong. But the power of agreement was so strong that God himself had to stop it. Agreement through the scripture is very, very real. Think about it. Book of Acts. How many people would it take to usher in the greatest dispensation the church would ever have? The dispensation of grace, Holy Spirit, the kingdom of God, the church. What dispensation would be greater? There isn't any greater dispensation. You're in it. The time period you're living in is the greatest time period of all time periods in the history of mankind. Because this is the time where the gospel will be preached to all the nations of the world. And Christ will be declared to all the hearts of people. How many people would it take to usher that in? 120. 120 people in an upper room. You would think God would have said 12,000, 5,000, 3,000, 2,000, 1,000, at least 500. 120 people. Acts chapter 2 and verse 1 says they came together in one accord and as they began to pray, the Holy Spirit was poured out and something was ushered into planet earth that has never stopped. 120 people in agreement. When Peter was in jail, no one could get to him and his life and his days were numbered. The church came together and says they began to pray together until God sent an angel to open the doors. And then they took Peter to the house where the people were praying Out of that prayer meeting came the deliverance for that apostle. In Acts chapter 4, it says, when they all came together in one place and they lifted up their voice in one accord, the place was shaken. The Holy Spirit fell. Everyone was filled with the Spirit again because they prayed in one accord. One accord, unity, agreement, flowing together. Psalms 133, there the Lord commands the blessing, even life forevermore, the fresh anointing of God. When when brothers and sisters dwell together in unity, where there's agreement, there's anointing. Where there's agreement, there's a release of power. Where there's agreement, new doors start coming open. Agreement is a powerful tool in the kingdom of God. Let's practice some agreement right now. Close your Bibles. Stand to your feet. Get your hands free and move together like this. Every campus, just close up the aisles. Come on. Everybody on this side of the church, move this way. Close up the aisles. May the Lord curse every disease in the house. May there be no transferal of anything that you don't want. All right, now, we're going to pray in agreement. This is what I want you to do. 
I want you to begin to just repeat a few words with me to start with. All right? Get your spirit activated. I want you just to repeat the words. Are you ready? Just say, God is good. God's big. God is able. God is for me. God is working on my behalf right now. I am chosen. I am special because of Christ. Now today, I pray. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Right now, let the bread of heaven come into my life. Lord, fill me with new spirit, new wisdom, kingdom of God in me. So come, Lord Jesus, and visit my life. Align me to your will. Align me to your mind. Let me thank your thoughts. Let me agree with you. Now, I want you in the same volume that you've been declaring with me, I want you right now to pray your own words, and I want you to pray about the passion that God wants to put in your heart for him. I want you to pray about the Holy Spirit coming to you. I want you to pray about how God wants to use your life. I want you to pray some personal prayers. I want everyone to open their mouth and just in agreement, agree that we will be a passionate church, a spirit-led church, every family in order. God will visit us. We're agreeing on these things. Lord Jesus, restore people right now. Are you ready? Everyone's going to pray out loud, and you're going to activate your prayer spirit. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, Lord Jesus. Come on, Lord Jesus. Come on, Lord Jesus. Come on, Holy Spirit. Come on, Holy Spirit. Oh, moving the hearts of your people. Come on, Holy Spirit. Birth prayer. Birth faith. Oh, let there be a movement of the Holy Spirit of God. Lord, move upon the hearts of your people. Move upon the minds of your people. Lord, let there be an outpouring of grace and mercy. Let there be healing and miracles. Lord, restore people to the kingdom of God. Lord, we are believing right now that you want to do something on my brothers and sisters on the right hand and the left hand. Lord, we're agreeing right now. You want to bless every person in these rooms. Oh, we agree and ask for the blessing of the Lord that comes without sorrow. The blessing of the Lord that maketh rich. Oh, and adds no sorrow to it. The blessing of the Lord that adds health and healing to our soul and our spirit. Lord, move in the church today. Move in the people today. Mighty Holy Spirit. Mighty Holy Spirit. Now, every head bowed. Nobody looking. Let's just do a couple of private things right here. If you're here today and you say, Pastor Frank, you know what? I realize one thing. I'm not in alignment with God. I'm not walking with the Lord. My life is away from Jesus. I've never found him or I walked away from him. I just know I'm out of alignment. Everybody 
just keep your head bowed and you're praying quietly in your spirit. We're praying right now for salvation, for prodigals. We're praying for people to return to God. We're praying for this to be a time of alignment, a time where the Holy Spirit will come and exert mercy and grace upon you. Not judgment, but mercy and grace upon your life. If you're here and you say, Pastor Frank, I'm one of those people in any room on any campus. I'm one of those people that need to turn to God. And I want you to agree with me. Just lift your hand up right now. Just lift your hand up all over the room. Just say, I need God in my life, and I want you to agree with me. There's a few dozens of hands in this room. I'm looking on 217. I see at least 10 hands up over there. On Mill Plain, I see hands up over there. There's hands up all over in these rooms of people saying, I need God. I want God. I need to get back to God. I need something of God's grace in my life. I want the mercy of the Lord to come upon me. I want forgiveness of sins. Lord Jesus. We are believing this to happen right now. Now, put your hand down. I also want every person, no one else looking around, and you would say, Frank, I need a miracle in my marriage. And if there's something you could agree with me that torments me more than anything, it's the tearing apart of my home, destruction of my marriage, and I want a miracle in my marriage. Lift your hand. No one else looking around. You just lift your hand all over the rooms today. Come on, just lift your hand up. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All over. Thank you. Now, one more. Put your hand down. If you're here and say, Frank, I need a miracle in my physical body. I need healing. Lift your hand. Lift your hand. Now, this is what I want to do. If you lifted your hand as a person coming to Christ, someone coming back to Christ, someone whose marriage needs a miracle, or your body needs a miracle, we're going to mix it all up so nobody knows exactly which one you're praying for. But I want everybody that lifted their hand for any of those four, put your hand back up. All right, now, church, on all the campuses, I want you to turn, and I want you to find the people with their hands up right now. Leave your hand up until people find you. Turn around. Turn around. Make circles of prayer around every hand that is up. Every hand that is up. Just move around. It's church. You don't have to stay put. You can move. All right? When there are people around you, put your hand down. So I know that I have prayer people covering everybody. If there's no one praying for you, keep your hand up. If you see anybody with their hand up, that means they still need a prayer partner. Now, I want somebody in that team that is surrounding that person or persons to find out specifically the need, and you go to prayer for it right now. One, two, three, go. Go on. Pray. Minister to one another. You don't have to say what the need is if you don't want. You can make it broader. It's up to you on how you declare your need. Now, Father God, we're agreeing with these people right now that have needs in their soul. Lord, there are many that raised their hand that said, I need Christ. I need to come back to Christ. Lord, we're praying for them right now in every circle of prayer, in every room, on every campus. We're praying for those people to be identified and to lift, be lifted up in prayer and to receive the Lord Jesus into their lives. Lord, receive mercy, grace, and forgiveness. Receive a new beginning, a new hope. Oh God, for every prodigal that has walked away, Lord, you are bringing them home today. Lord, let them return home right now. Lord, I speak a word of restoration over them. 
Lord, I speak a word of hope. I speak a word of love. The past can be left behind today. Pray for it. Say, I leave that past behind. I'm not going back to the pig pen any longer. I'm not going back to the ways of the flesh or the ways of the world. I'm not going back to those things that destroyed my soul. Today, I'm turning my life around. I'm turning toward God. I'm turning toward the future with the grace of Jesus over me. Lord, I pray for every marriage. Lord, restore these marriages. Let today be the beginning of a miracle in the marriages, in the home, with the covenant, whatever's been broken, whatever has been destroyed. Lord, restore it, lift it up. Raise up the foundations of old. Lord, if there is no love in the marriage, restore the love. Lord, if there is some kind of abuse or hurt, let it be forgiven and let it be restored to the right place of respect and physical health. Lord, I pray covering over these homes and marriages. Oh God, restore them. Oh God, visit them. Give them hope. Give them faith. Lord, I pray for physical healing today. From migraine, headaches, to cancers, leukemias, blood disorders, bone disorder, muscle disorder, any kind of eye disorder, any kind of disorder in the foot or the hand or the ribs or the heart. Lord, we're praying for healing today. Visit your people with miracles. Let there come an abundance of faith in the church to see people healed. Oh, Jesus, you are the same yesterday, today, forever. Lord, heal people. Release miracles. Release gifts. Release power. Oh, devil, get your hands off God's people. Let there come a deliverance from the kingdom of darkness. Lord, we believe. We believe. You're a mighty Savior.